everybody. Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast bonus episode 16. Um, we have not done this in a while, guys. We're going to talk about some movies that we have been watching recently, which we haven't done in months because we've been months. having interviews and uh, spotlights and chit chats. This bonus episode, we're just going to talk about a couple movies we've been watching that we really want to highlight to you guys. Some rewatches, some other things. Um, I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Hello there. <laughs> and Erica. Rewatch! <laughs> and uh, let's... Uh, Mark, why don't you start us off? You you have a movie you want to highlight this particular... But first of all, how you been? How you been, Mark? We took a week off. How you been? <laughs> we we did. We did. We It's like we... we it's like... Uh, uh, we got spring break off from the podcast. Yeah. So we right. all went down to. We, we took a fraternity vacation together. We took a fraternity <laughs> vacation. That's right. Right. We took to the, our fraternity to, vacation as a family. You know, we were the representatives of our respective fraternities. And it was That's it was right. a good time. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, I th- I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Getting back into the swing of things. How, how are the, how are the two of you? I feel like his voice got really high there. I'm highly sus. He's <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> We're doing good too. Um, really sad that uh, the bet of the girl we were going to try and sleep with while we were on that fraternity vacation went so south. I mean, it saved yeah. our marriages, Mark. But you know, you know, to not for neither of us to win at all just felt weird. Mm-hmm. And then for me it to did. win it all. <laughs> Because I'm into astrology and I'm kind <laughs> was very different for me. I was just amazed you survived that fall off the roof. <laughs> well, my pants caught me. My pants slowed me down. I wish I had my phone near me when on that first day, Erica, you came stumbling out to the pool. You had the, mm-hmm. the rafts in hand. Yep. I mean, uh-huh. hilarity I that girl in the pool ensued. like a complete dunce. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad you got to hook up with the girl that ryan and i were trying to hook up with so yeah. you know, i guess it worked out in the end it all worked out <laughs> just another family fraternity vacation <laughs> uh but we're doing good otherwise um we're, we're doing re- good we're doing good <laughs> we're doing really good we're doing really good <laughs> we're good no, uh, we're doing great, and uh, we're ready to talk about some movies. Mark, I, I was teeing you up for you to start, and now we're going to get back to it. Well, Erica, I'm a little disappointed you're not wearing one of the outfits that we shopped so long to try and get you. Uh, you know, when we went down to the strip and we were trying to get you a cool <laughs> outfit for the fraternity vacation, yeah. I, I would kind of, I was kind of expecting to see you in one. Well, it's not really me. You know, you guys were trying to force that persona on me. That's not me. That had to be me. So right you, know. Right. you look great in that safari outfit. So I, know, I know, but you know, you I did. had to go back to my roots. You of, owned it. You know, five p.m. braless PJs. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> That's how she likes to record That's how these I roll. podcasts. That's how I roll. <laughs> I was gonna. Tr- should, should we ever do a live event? This is really gonna get interesting for uh, Erica's podcast. Where no, it won't. I'll be braless in PJs. I'll give the people what they want <laughs> or don't want. Because I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I had this idea that I could keep extending this bit of Erica being in fraternity vacation for as as. as Long as I could, but I've honestly run out of scenes to make a joke about. So, um, <laughs> I guess I will talk about the movie. So, my movie, my highlight, my feature of the month is Witch Trap. From the writer and director of the classic horror film and box office smash, Witchboard. Avery Lauder was more than just a psychic, he was an extremely powerful warlock. You mean a witch? Yes. The police found his body on this very altar. His chest carved open. Burning candles everywhere. Neither his killer nor his heart were ever found. Something evil is about to happen. Ginger, I have a bad feeling about this one. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And nothing that exists in this world can stop it. 
You're going to have to go for the cops. Now. Because it is not from this world. It lives only so that we may die. It thrives on human fear. Fear him. Obey him. Worship him. He is among us, and he has the powers of hell on earth. You are about to be caught in a witch trap. Come in. There's already someone inside. Witch Trap, starring Linnea Quigley. Uh, I have the oh, Vinegar yeah. Syndrome uh, uh, copy of it, which looks beautiful. Slip cover is amazing. The scan of it is amazing. Um, this is a movie that people frequently uh, confuse with Witchboard, which was done by mm. the oh, same sure. team. God, if I had a nickel uh, for every time I mixed those two up, <laughs> I'd have one nickel. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Tenney did both of the directed both of them. Witchboard had a lot of the same cast. Um, it, it also had uh, Tawny Katane, uh, and is certainly mm. the more Aww. heavily regarded of the witch blank movies that were made in Kevin Tenney's uh, uh, um, roster. His his I don't know filmography. That's repertoire they use now. <laughs> repertoire not roster not not syllabus in his syllabus no he but his repertoire they probably call his tenitoire <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> call yeah. it of course was, i'm sure tony contain sure in both of those movies no no linnea no, right? quigley only... is in is in witch trap uh who goes uh, typically full frontal um oh and uh <laughs> <laughs> You know, the the lead in the movie, um, whose name, uh, Judy Tatum, who was in also in Witchboard and was in one other movie uh, that, that's like her entire filmography. Uh, she, she's not she's not she's not great, but and her first scene, she's in a bathtub like like, uh, you know, titty shot right out of the gates um, arguing with her husband. You know, but the movie kind of establishes very early on that nobody in this movie is really trying to do a great job. They're all just like, we know what movie we're in and we know how the script mm -hmm. is. And so mm -hmm. let's kind of enjoy ourselves and have fun while we're making this movie. And oh, to be honest, it, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Is it, right. is, oh. it uh, is it scary? Not really. Is it uh, uh, predictable? Certainly. Um, are there some slow parts to it where there could have been a little more, uh, there could have been more gore. There could have been something a little more horrific. Uh, you bet. But you know, in the end it's, it's again, people really having fun. Uh, there, no one's trying to do, no one's trying to think that this is a springboard to an Academy award, uh, contending role. Um, JP Lubson, who's playing the, uh, the, I guess the, a uh, satanic priest ghost of the movie is going. I mean, he's pushed all of his chips in with this role and it's a blast to watch. It looks amazing. Um, I haven't been able to watch a director's commentary yet, uh, but I definitely want to do that uh, very, very soon. Um, but I highly recommend picking this one up. You get, you get to watch the director's commentary. I've watched the director's commentary. <laughs> what I do is I turn the movie on. I turn on the subtitles. I turn the volume completely off and I just read. And I feel like that's, it's, it's like, it's like I got a novelization. The, I got the novelization of the movie um, uh, and the movie itself. So thank you, Vernegar syndrome for giving me both. <laughs> I've always been interested, though. It would be kind of fun to watch an actual director's commentary. It really would take, I think, I don't know if I consider it glamorous, but you think it's something really cool, and it's probably just a couple guys in a bottle of water, like in a really crappy-looking studio. <laughs> I think it would really kind of make it look not so cool. But 
I mean, certainly not as cool as, you know, three people sitting in their living rooms <laughs> drinking drinking Budweiser Zeros at, at 11.30 at night. I mean, that's cool. That's what cool that's people right. do. That's right. Braless and in pajamas. You know, I mean, pretty glamorous. Yeah. Pretty much the height. Because of- we're all doing good. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, you know, we have talked about this podcast being the height of glamour, and I think we have delivered on that. Well, it's a promise. glamour. It's a glamour, a glamour podcast. It's a first. glamour cast. Yeah, as, as we've and always said. Secondly, <laughs> we talk about new world pictures. <laughs> as we've always said. Basically, we need to get to a point where people can watch this podcast because they will see. I mean, if you've ever wanted to see the glitz and glamour of the podcasting world, oh yeah, this is pretty oh, much yes. the best yeah. representation you can get. <laughs> yeah, Entertainment Tonight should be featuring us right now. Oh my god, Entertainment Tonight's back! <laughs> it never left. It never left. I mean, it... you left Wait. it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Well, it's funny you should bring up Vinegar Syndrome because the vinegar, the movie we are are highlighting for this month is also a Vinegar Syndrome title. Mm. Uh, and it's got many titles. We're talking about Champagne and Bullets. We spotted that girl, Cindy. You know the one who screwed up the service when we sacrificed that kid? She flaked out and started screaming. She's hanging around with some cowboy who wears snakeskin boots and thinks he's a badass. I want him to. I don't give a damn what you want. And I don't give a damn about some son of a bitch in snakeskin boots and a cowboy hat. Well, we got her. I want to know when you're going to dust that blood. We got a line on her. I'll take care of her real soon. We've been watching her mother, and she either goes to the mother or the mother comes to her. Either way, we whack her. That's good. I want you to do this as quickly as you possibly can. And be very sure that she's eliminated before the next government meeting. Drinking champagne and loving you till the break of dawn. Not knowing the sound of bullets will soon be strong. AKA Get Even, AKA Road to Revenge. Um, this is a, a movie that, like, when they had the recent sale, I think it's about one of the only mo- the only ones I picked up that was brand new. But I uh, I had to check it out. We have not watched the director's commentary um, or listened to it. We also haven't watched or this. read it. We haven't watched <laughs> or read it as so many people are wont to do. But I did remix it. <laughs> <laughs> she did just for fun she did rip the audio mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. set it to a really fat mm-hmm. beat yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so, a, a lot of auto-tune a lot of auto-tune mm-hmm. right it's, it's you gotta make it work but that's tight mm-hmm. tight yeah um but also there are also like two other versions because they actually do have because it was released under these other title names so it does have the road to revenge re-edit sourced from video and the get even re-edit source from video as well so there's also two other versions of this movie we watched just the champagne and bullets version which um is i think the i think this is the project for writer director star john dehart mm-hmm. um this is really his vehicle Actually, he says it john dehart that's right that thank you for correcting <laughs> me it is john dehart yeah uh, John DeHart only makes sense if you look at his name. Yeah. But it's pronounced DeHart. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why he does a capital D and not the little D. That's right. Two E's? Two E's or one E? One E. One E. That's, that's uh, a mistake. That is. And it also is now starring the late William Smith, who just passed away. Um, oh. Yeah, he just did. Oh, he's gone just like Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> Entertainment Tonight's still around. Still around. Uh, Wings Hauser is in this movie far more than I thought he was going to be. Um, it seemed almost like 
I really hope that's his real name. One of my that's fi- an awesome name. You, the, the Life Aquatic. One of the the stories I listened to when I watched the director's commentary for that was that was that um, Willem Dafoe just kept showing up, so they would just end up like throwing him in the background because he was just around. <laughs> and I feel like Wings Hauser was just around a lot for he this pulled movie. A Defoe. <laughs> And he pulled mm-hmm. a Defoe. Are we and- sure, though, that it's Defoe and not Defoe? <laughs> could, we could have been saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah. Is it? Are we sure it's not entertainment tonight? <laughs> I really hope it is. No, it's entertainment D-night. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um... So, but he's in this I'm movie Mary like. I'm Mary <laughs> This is Entertainment Tonight. I'm John D. Tesh. Oh, we can and see. This is Entertainment Tonight. Just by your hosts, we can tell when the era was that you jumped off the Entertainment Tonight train. As it turns Did I out, age myself with those references. As it turns out, very early on, quite frankly, yeah. you were. I That's thought like it ended team 20 one. years ago. <laughs> yeah. You really thought that show was history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also in there is uh, Pamela Jean Bryant plays the girlfriend. I believe she was a uh, Playboy Playmate. Um, yes, she was. Playmate of the Month in 1978. And uh, so if you think that means that she might get naked in this movie, you would be right. She, she gets naked a lot in this movie, uh, as well as John DeHart, mm-hmm. as they have multiple love scenes. Yeah, multiple long love <laughs> long scenes. Long love scenes. I will say that this movie has so John does John does John DeHart show off his John DeLong? No, he does not. But he does. Now, I will say uh, the champagne part of the of the one the one of the many titles this movie has. The champagne part of it is absolutely right. Yeah. The bullets part is a little bit more sparing. Yeah. A little more subtle. <laughs> they show up a bit in the beginning and then a bit at the end, but champagne flows throughout, mm-hmm. particularly. Yeah. And there are many bubble bath love scenes. Yeah. Uh, including an incredible moment that uh, <laughs> where uh, a clear, clearly uh, one of the crew members takes the champagne glass, reaches from off camera to take the the champagne glass away from John <laughs> DeHart as he is in the bathtub kissing uh his co-star Pamela Jean Bryant yeah, he could have uh, spilled it and you know what you should never have glass yeah. near the water no, if no, that breaks no. it's a me- I mean you can cut yourself it's very hard to clean I mean they I they think do, that, that from the that, budget of this they do not have another glass yeah like <laughs> right this is the champagne flute nor do they There's have more champagne flutes. so they are preserving every drop <laughs> do not whoever, waste that champagne whoever did that should be celebrated as a national hero for saving mm-hmm. them from a potential cut on the foot Agreed. yeah or on the Agreed. john de schlong or on, they would have had to like know, they would have had to to suspend the production yeah. as they had somebody race to get more and buy a new glass. I mean, OSHA hero. Way to keep that workplace safe. <laughs> um, but I have to say, despite these many love scenes and the and uh, this is not only uh, John DeHart's uh, acting debut. Uh, this is also his chance to play many songs that he has written. Yeah. Yeah. Many songs. Play and perform his yes. many songs. Yes. Play and perform. There's many songs that they, mm-hmm. in fact, the love scenes are almost primarily set to his songs. Yeah. And all this is to say, this movie was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was an absolute delight and a joy. Correct. It was so enjoyable. Now, I will say that when Eric and I watched it, the love scenes were so long that sometimes we were like, should we just skip ahead a bit? Because it's not like... They're that involved in terms of it's a lot of kissing and in a bathtub. And you're like, we get it. Yeah. Kissing and grinding. It was a bit like fast forward a bit. Let's just <laughs> Can we just skip yeah, ahead. Let's, just let's a jump touch? ahead. Yeah. Let's jump you know? ahead. And then you'd skip ahead and you go, oh, oh, no, there's we're skipping for a while. Still there's, going. there's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> it's still going. This is a healthy skip. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said. <laughs> Like so enjoyable, so so good, and I'm excited to watch the other cuts. 
just to see what they throw in there, see what they took out. Like, I, I, I don't know. But um, it's just such a unique movie. And I know I, a lot of people had heard of it before Vinegar Center picked it out. I admittedly did not. I had never heard of this one and didn't know it. Um, and so that's why I'm excited to see the other cuts. It's like they, they do such a good job. And, um, you know, God, I mean, just giving this this weird little movie that I know a lot of people have loved. I mean, it has its cult around it and for it to, they really gave it, if you will, the champagne treatment. Mm. Hmm? Wow. Wow. I didn't see I that. I was going to say the bullet treatment, but huh, that's interesting. <laughs> so Mark, you also did a rewatch and we did a rewatch too. You want to talk to us about your rewatch? Sure. Let's talk about my rewatch. Sure, Ryan. Let's talk about it. Um, uh-oh, I did. Oh, I did a rewatch. I did a rewatch of The Conjuring. Now, I hadn't watched this one in a while. I have not seen the third one yet. So sorry, everybody that's like, well, have you seen the third one? Oh, no, I haven't seen it hey, yet. You know, cause... Mark, Mark, but Mark, have you seen the third one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Every time I bring it up, everyone's like, have you seen the third one? No, I haven't seen the third one yet. Yes, that makes me, you know, I watch New World movies. That's where I put my heart. That's right. That's where you put your D heart. (laughs) That's where I put my D heart. And uh, so I hadn't watched it in a long time. My daughter wanted to watch it. Uh, We watched it together as a family, as a family movie. Um, Also, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a story about make listening to the home inspector before you buy the house they're (laughs) here to help you you know pay attention Mm -hmm. don't just like Mm -hmm. blah 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 and just like move on like listen to the person okay yeah anyway it still holds up i i still i love the whole clapping bit i that still works so well it's such a great mechanic Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i i my my wife and my daughter were absolutely terrified which you know i've watched it a few times so i kind of know what's coming so I don't, i'm not feeling what they're feeling but to watch them experience that was so much fun um it's still it's a it's a great movie and i i think at least the first two i haven't seen the third i get it mark might mark, have you seen be the third one though <laughs> if, if, <laughs> this series might be showing up on my um on my favorite horror series list when we get into the October Ooh. month and cover oh. our, our favorite horror movie franchises. I'm not going to go well, into the whole to, universe, just... but I would say oh, of the franchise no, of The Conjuring. No. <laughs> oh, well, My disappointment a... in your... <laughs> well, because <laughs> I was about to say, Mark, if you were going to represent this as a franchise, you just to let you know, uh, have you seen the third one? Because you're going to need to. <laughs> Also, have you seen Annabelle? You. Have you seen no, I, all three Annabelles, number yeah. one? First of all, there's three Annabelles. There's three Annabelles. There's a nun, and then there's the curse of La Llorona. So yep. we did see Conjuring 3. Yeah, so take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I then, because of that, and because they were quickly uh, going away from HBO Max, we then watched all the Annabelles. Yeah, and the did. nun. Yep. Yep. Very rapidly. Yep. So we so we 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 downed a whole lot of that franchise. So we only have one more to go, but that's the entire universe, the Conjuring universe. And the third one, we went dolls deep into the franchise. <laughs> yes, that one's for you, Annabelle. <laughs> uh, oddly, I'll say this just as a quick like, and, and Erica, just dive in when you with your with your thoughts, but the. Uh, the Annabelles, oddly, the third one is the best one. Yep. Oddly yeah, enough. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I actually think they get, do they get better? Yes. Yes. I think they get yes. better as they go. The Nun has a good cast. <laughs> it's okay. not and done. All right. <laughs> it's it's, it's not and done. It's, uh, it's, but other than that, yeah. um, uh, and uh, the third Conjuring, honestly, I have to say, you know, I... I can, I enjoyed it. I did too. I don't jumps, think is some as little scary jumps in there, and I don't I, think it's as good it. as the first. Uh, the second one is I thought was fine, but this third one gets it's fine. Honestly, it's the third one. 
like they're making Vera Farmiga like a little bit super powered. Basically, she's she's yeah. a little her abilities are really heightened in this one. Mm-hmm. But like the franchise itself is I feel like is very flexible. Um, obviously, the actual characters of their people that they are playing, the Warrens, did not really experience the things they're exactly portraying. But there's just like they take the nugget and then they just expand it. And mm-hmm. and, and like they really do. They really do have like a, uh, you know, they really, I don't know. They, I, I feel like you can fit in a lot of different kinds of stories into their universe or yeah. into their, the world they've created for them. And uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. We saw it. Uh, and I think we maybe were slightly giddy at just being able to see it in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So, but. Uh, and we were the only people in the movie theater. We were the only so. people there. We really got to luxuriate. You're welcome, franchise. <laughs> we are single-handedly carrying you. you going. And, and I just, I also so, think Patrick do you Wilson. Think, and do Vera... you think that you're, you were saying that there's so much flexibility in the franchise and they can do just about anything. Do you think like the mm-hmm. next one would be about like a, you know, 40 something year old dude who's doing a podcast while his dog is yelping uh, in the bedroom and he doesn't know what he might discover when he goes, when he finally goes to bed and goes mm-hmm. into said bedroom? Do you think that could yeah. fit into the universe? Because if so. Hell yeah. Because then you'd find <laughs> out like he never actually had a dog. Right. He right. was just crazy. Right. Heard right. the yelping. Right. You know. It's a ghost no one dog. Ever listened, yeah, no one ever listened dog. to his podcast. So did anyone? Yeah. Did it <laughs> he even never exist? actually recorded it. It was all in his mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. That's how flexible it is. See? It's that Writes flexible. Itself. Um, I really and I, I do have to say, I was going to say the that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, I feel like they also make the movies like incredibly oh, watchable. They're like they're both so good that I'm. I'm kind of wrapped up in them and kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, are there better movies? Sure. But you know, I'll, I'll watch a conjuring movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not they're, they're I think they're, they're enjoyable. Yeah. But if they ever leave and then we get some sort of second rate version of them. Right. I'm right. Out. Also, <laughs> Hey guys, in this new segment called Erica's improvised questions, who would be mm. their second rate, uh, their second rate, Standards. So say Patrick Wilson. Well, they have and some Vera assistance. Farmiga. They do have some assistance, right? Not the assistance. No. And then the daughter. No. They Patrick had a, they and Farmija. Oh. What's her name? I'm saying Vera. It's going to be the away. daughter gets married and then they go and start doing the same thing. And it's just like. No, done. They walk away. Who is it? Um, I, think, I think what Erica's trying to say is uh, if they recast yeah. Ed and Lorraine oh, Warren yeah. oh, with two oh. other actors. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, and I, I know he's a little old. I know he's a little old, but would Frank Stallone be available to play Ed Warren? Mm, that's a good call. That's a really good call. I know huh. he's getting up there not, in years. I'm actually not mad about that suggestion. I thought I would be furious at whoever you recommended, but I'm actually not mad about that. I'm interested. Hmm. Huh. Okay. That, okay. All right. That's and then who is who plays... The wife who plays Mrs. Warren. Um, I'm so glad nobody thought I was kidding. <laughs> and now I have to see this to the end. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't mad at your suit. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe he might just be crazy enough. I mean, uh, bless her. If ta- we still had Tony Katane, I mean. A oh, yeah. It would, uh, that would be, would be, that'd be a slam dunk. Uh, oh, here we go. I, and I don't know if it's just because I'm looking at Frank Stallone's IMDb page and he has a guitar, but. Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper, no. Frank Stallone. No, she's the one who has do... all the visions. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. Hold on. I'm out. I'm waiting Frank until that Stall- gets to the Dollar Theater. I'm out. You are in on Frank Stallone. Yeah. Out uh-huh. <laughs> on Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Frank Stallone and Amanda Bierce. See, I would oh. be in on that. I would be in on that. Amanda Bierce. Okay. From Fraternity Vacation. Okay. Okay. Actually, I don't know that actually, I I'll, honestly, I think you you dick you dick. Well, you could dick oh. Frank Stallone. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? But um. I think you you actually bring back the dynamic duo Stephen Jeffries and Amanda yeah. Pierce and let that chemistry. All right, I'm back in, flow. and I will pay. I will pay a full price. I'm back in. <laughs> I am back in. That did not. That was not as hard as I thought it would be, considering you seemed at the start. So dead set on not accepting a brand new. Yeah, well, well, look we've at me. got it recast. 
The uh, segment is not called Erica's Improv <laughs> Questions, and it's called Open Erica's Mind. I'm excited <laughs> for that contract negotiation with Patrick Wilson and Vera mm-hmm. Amiga, where they're like, We'll come back for number four, but we are going to demand double our usual our rate for number three. And they go, uh, sorry, we've got Frank Stallone and Amanda Bierce on speed dial. We are. That's right. We programmed them into. And we consulted fo- the New World Pictures podcast because they suggested it. So sorry, P. Wills. We love them. And that, V Farm. That we, we listened to the New World Pictures glamour cast. And we. <laughs> we love it. Great. <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty, pretty good. good pretty good <laughs> um all right so we did have a rewatch after that <laughs> after all that after all that we did have a rewatch mark and i know this is one you've seen but i was um i don't know why i just i had a wild hair to do this but i decided um to rewatch the first entry in this horror franchise um, mm-hmm. that I have often associated as like a bad ex that you just keep getting back together with. That's what I used to think of when these movies would come back into theater. Like, I know I didn't enjoy myself last time, but there's a new one. And I guess I'll go see it anyway, even though I know I didn't like it. I'm talking about Resident Evil. Oh, rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's like, yeah. uh, that's like, you know. I've never liked Bloody Marys, but maybe they're good at this restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I don't like chicken fried steak, but I don't know. Maybe this Denny's will maybe pull it off. Maybe, maybe I've ordered from the wrong places. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I've never had the chicken fried steak at Cracker Barrel that I right. haven't. <laughs> I need That's a on quality. That's on me. I need a quality chef to make this yeah. for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. not a cook a chef yeah uh yeah uh, so i will say that <laughs> this franchise <laughs> is aging on me better than i thought it would it's still not great he's gone soft but he's gone- <laughs> i because uh, um, mark and i used to have a uh a zombie website which is lost to the internet but is somewhat salvageable on uh, I still have machine. all the I still have the, the database backup, so I can always <laughs> put right. it back together. The nice. uh, that old website Rebuild. is, is <laughs> I can still I still found some of my old reviews, and I'm not as angry at, at, at as I once was. I also was not as familiar with the video games then. I have now started to play like the like the re the, the redo of Resident Evil Two that has been released for like PlayStation and Xbox. So. I, I, I was familiar with out? the games. <laughs> yeah, Does I it wish. have a slip cover? <laughs> <laughs> if it did, I would have it. <laughs> Are you playing the audio of the watching of the game when you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, so in like re rewatching the movie, I looked up like the original game, and the original game is all set. Did you play the original game, Mark? I think I remember. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's all set in that like spooky house, which mm-hmm. sort of is what it is. And then it goes down to the hive and it's all this, mm-hmm. you know, umbrella corporation base mm-hmm. underneath everything. It's um, it's still not great. And it still doesn't focus a ton on the zombies, but the, it does give you the zombie. The, the game the doesn't. Movie. Oh, the, I the thought movie. you were talking about the, the game. game. I was like, did you you might have got the wrong game, actually. No, did no, you no. get like the PG, the kids, the kids version of the game where they cut all the zombies out? <laughs> and you just pick flowers <laughs> the whole time. That is walk part around. Of it. That is. You just go you just walk around uh redoing the wallpaper in the old house, just doing some <laughs> light remodeling. That, I think that is part of like Resident the Resident Evil 4 game. There's like a red or a blue green plant that can give you health back. So well, I thought you were gonna say like in Resident Evil 4, you got to do some light remodeling, in which case I was like <laughs> That's Oof, right. That's I know right. what I'm buying. You went tomorrow. back to, Ooh, you la went la. back to that house, you repainted it. <laughs> you really you get to redesign every room. It's a blast. I just did some, you know, easy updates and then I sold it and made a profit. <laughs> It's the flipper flop version of Resident right. Evil. <laughs> you are actually the evil person because you are a resident in this community, yeah. but you are flipping homes. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have to disclose that it's filled with zombies. 
You, I mean, you'd have to be dead to, to ignore some of these prices. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the theme of this episode is listening to your home inspector. They are here to help. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Correct. They are. That's right. So I would say the movie is still lacking in zombies. It doesn't have as much as I would like. And the zombie stuff to it is just so, even for the time in which it came out, which is what, 2002 or three, it's still just so generic. It's just doesn't really, there's no, it doesn't have any tension to it. Um, so it feels like 2002, which felt as a year, pretty generic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the horror films of the two of the aughts. I don't want of the aughts of the twosies. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> are not the best. They're maybe not the best, but um, so this is definitely not. It, I would just say it's not as good as it, it is. It's still not good. It wasn't like mm-hmm. as bad as I remember. Mark. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I I I enjoyed the game. I didn't know if you. I, the game was I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you drifted to sleep or not. So <laughs> I I didn't know. I I'm sorry. I was waiting for my now now now's the time for you to talk, Mark. Uh, no, I always liked the game. It is. Uh, I found that the movie had more bullets, way more bullets than the game ever provided for you. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was a little mm-hmm. bit jealous of the movie in that regard. Um, but you and know, far, I, less I remember... far less champagne than other films. <laughs> yes, yeah, very little champagne, um, and almost no uh, bubble bath sex scenes uh, yeah. that I recall. No, no, um, no. There's a shower, so... but it's not. It's not sexy. No, but there's no. a tea no. count. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you do see, you know, when he brings her back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mila back. Yeah, Mila's in a lot of states of undress. Mila Djokovic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I also watched the Outlaw Josie Wales, and that movie is PG, and there's like a titty count and a rape scene, and I was like, wait a minute, PGs in the early 1970s were certainly different than they are now. That was a surprise yeah. and delight watching that with my 14 year old. So, um, anyway. Th- it's a good movie, though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one in so long. I don't know if Wake I even remember. Wake up the kids it. and pop it in. Yeah, let's yeah, let's get the kids. <laughs> yeah, do it. Brings us, it brings you together. Brought us together. Brought us together mm-hmm. with questions, and I like that. I like a good Q and A sesh. That's <laughs> that's what I think is like so interesting about the '80s because you really only had R and G or PG. So like PG was kind of like this. I mean, it was a, I could kind of catch all. Though, to your point, Mark, when you show boobs, you would think that would warrant an R, like at that point. Look, if you're going to show nudity and it's in the context of like people are just naked. I mean, we're all we're all naked under our clothes. And so like something like Clash of the Titans. We are? Someone. (laughs) What? I knew you were going to. I knew this was coming. (laughs) Um, So like Clash of the Titans, where there's just like someone taking a bath. That's like, well, I mean, that's not anything. And so PG, Mm -hmm. sure. But like an attempted rape scene with full front with full frontal uh, and a good amount of ass is like that's PG. Wow, that's a pretty specific measurement. I'm glad a that you brought amount. in um, Clash of the Titans <laughs> as the acceptable PG nudity movie. Yeah, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, well, considering I, I was a kid with a lunchbox of that film. Uh, with just nudity yeah. on your lunchbox that's, that's why, why i asked the, him when, yeah. he to, when ryan told it was, me that it story was, it was that he was a child ass. it was all with, ass that he that he as a child had a clash of the titans lunchbox i was like what was featured on that what scene was captured on your lunchbox <laughs> it was harry hamlin it was the owl it was like it means medusa in the movie that medusa's in there yeah and then a, a topless woman getting out of the bathtub yeah <laughs> that was our under actually to be fair that was on the thermos because so they could just drink from it. <laughs> thank you yes. thank you because you want to be like oh she's so wet when you're a naked when wet you lady with water drink up i'm drinking my milk <laughs> when you fill it with milk she's clothed and as you drink it it goes boop and she gets nude this milk is this thermos is starting to taste like old milk but i won't tell my mom because i don't want to get rid of this lunchbox (laughs) right which was a real issue kids anyway just trust us 12 year 12 and unders 
<laughs> those thermoses got a stank on those thermoses got stinky oh, it didn't dude. matter what you they did they smelled so bad matter. no it was after week one like you didn't it even really make it to the, like finish the fast. first week of school it's and you're true. like oh this thermos no no bueno. but in subsequent lunch boxes that you got your ability to withstand the stankiness of the thermos just increased you yeah. would just be like right this isn't i've I've dealt with worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. I really miss that was, kind it, of plastic too. Yes. There was something yeah. very satisfying about that thick, dangerous plastic yes, that I really liked. Right. But by the end of the year, that smell would permeate into the sandwich. It would permeate into the oh, granola yeah. bar. It, everything kind of had an effervescence of the thermos. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just sat there at lunch and you said, it's good. This is good. <laughs> this lunch is good. um a couple discoveries that we just watched recently and uh are movies that have been out for a little while and for even longer uh, but but still within the past 10 years a good amount a good amount one is uh we watched a girl walks home alone at night which was really good and i bring it up in particular because really good really really it's a really really good movie it's a vampire movie Hmm. it's in black and white uh you got a female vampire skating around which is fun on a skateboard shot in california but made they never really say where they are but it seems like you're in some sort of middle eastern town but they Mm -hmm. never really they just call it bad town they don't really call it like out of location but it's actually shot in california but like I I, it's I do just, have a tough time describing it. I think it's like, um, I guess a very short description I would say is a vampire feels something. Mm-hmm. To not spoil anything, to not yeah, give anything yeah. away if you haven't yeah. seen anything. Um, yeah. And I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. I really, and it's got a great soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is terrific. The two lead actors are just fantastic in it and to top it off the blu-ray that i got from kino lorber um they had an interview it's a q a with the director and she's speaking and she's interviewed by roger corman Hmm. and so he talks with her about and talks about the budget it's interesting and fascinating to listen to the to the interview because he's he's definitely quizzing her about how she did things and if she did things in the new world way which i thought was really interesting I mean, it has like he mentions the 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 scene of nudity to her, and to which uh, the director uh, Anna Lily Amarpour was like, "Is there nudity?" And he was like, "Yeah, she's in the bathtub." She's like, "All oh, right, no, yeah, you're right." <laughs> so it's like, "Oh, Roger didn't forget. Roger no, does not forget would. that there's nudity." Yeah. If Roger was on our podcast, his job would be to prevent the two. <laughs> it would be, yeah, yeah. You're because, just doing that for Roger Corman. Yeah. Because he can't be here every week. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I just thought it was really. Just like really Entertainment so Tonight. <laughs> every week. Is it still on weekly? <laughs> it's on every night. Every, every night, every week. Night? Every night. Every weeknight. My God. When does Mary Hart sleep? Soundly. I don't think but, she. I think she's been retired for many years. Yeah. Just. Just to cover ourselves, I'm just gonna make sure she's not dead. <gasps> oh God, I can't learn that tonight. I Please, just God, be, certain be alive, that we're not talking Mary about Hart. Her. She's okay. I think she's alive. Oh, thank God. Thank what is she doing right now? Oof. I mean, literally, literally she right was, now. I want to know. Oh what she's my doing God! Right now. Wait a minute. She was on it until 2020. Up until 2020, it says she was the host. Whoa, what? But the show was canceled years ago. <laughs> <laughs> how does she how does she keep what? it going she was no one on, wanted uh, to break TV. it to poor mary mary to poor mary hart and they were like listen let's mary just D. let Hart. her show up we'll we'll keep the studio we'll just let her come in we'll pretend we're shooting it, it it'll make her feel better 
Yeah, there you go. Here's a picture mm-hmm. of her with John. It was her and Tesh from back in the day. Uh, in the 1989. Um, so that was one we watched, and I would highly recommend. A girl walks home alone at night, and then just another one that we just watched is this movie called Fury, which I believe is from 2019. So this is pretty recent. <laughs> Tôi theo vụ này đã 3 năm rồi Bọn chúng như những con bạch tuộc Chặt đứt giờ này Lại mọc ra giờ khác Which is a Vietnamese movie about uh, a, a mother whose uh, child is kidnapped, uh, and by like these people that like kidnap young children to like harvest their organs, and she just so happens to be like a woman who used to be kind of a criminal, and she's kind of stepped away from it to raise her daughter, but she still basically is this person that goes around like collecting people's like. I don't know, their money that they owe various people. So she's a debt collector. But a debt collector would not, and not for like a bank or for a financial institution. So um, for the mob, she's just like. For the paper route? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's this lady that gives her the money. So she's just kind of like collecting for a certain, I would imagine that woman was. She's kind of like a bounty hunter. Was a go between to like other people to perhaps somebody more nefarious. But in any case, she's also ass kicking mom. And there's a whole lot of like, you know, Kung Fu fights and shit. And uh, it's it's really it was I thought it was a really fun movie and yeah, a really fun. fun watch. We enjoyed Fury. it a lot. F-U-R-I-E. Fury. It is uh, in Vietnamese with English subtitles. So you do have to kind of you gotta be ready read for some subtitles. You, you got to be read. ready to read I mean, unless that director's commentary. Speak, no commentary. On unless the you disc. speak the language and then enjoy. Anyway, Lee Van Keat is the director. Uh, it's a it's- Lee Van Cleef is still alive. <laughs> Lee Van Keet. Kiet. Oh, I was like, holy shit, where's he been hiding? I thought he died a long time ago. He's been making movies in Italy this entire time. Wow. Good <laughs> he's for actually him. doing he's Good doing the Italian him. version. He's been doing the Italian version of of Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> he's doing Italy's version. Oh god! Oh, wow! I really thought it well, was over. <laughs> you I really, really did. You really thought I Entertainment really Tonight was all done. Thought you thought that done. was all a wrap on that. Yeah. I feel like for you, once John Tesh walked out the door, you're like, "Me too." That's when it died. For me, me too, yeah. you keyboard god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, without... you synth genius. I'm out. Without yeah. the Tesh factor, yep. forget it. Yep. Yeah, you walked out. As soon as Tesh was gone, you Tesh walked out. Tesh it or forget it. And Reta- Entertainment Tonight got a lot less new agey when Tesh walked out the door. Yes. I, I kind of felt mm-hmm. like that was its edge. Mm-hmm. Its edge that was, was its the edge. new agey aspect. But yep. didn't John Tesh write the jingle for the NFL? I think he did. So uh, that is it for our recommendations and our spotlight for uh, or our highlights for this month. Mark, do you have a topic you want to jump jump into? Well, I just I, I, you had talked about some of the questionable movies of the two thousands, and I, while we were on our fraternity vacation, the subject came up of uh, the four K remasters of the Halloween series, uh, of mm, which mm-hmm. Guilty is charged. I bought Halloween one and Halloween three. I love Halloween two, which I think we've discussed before, but I have two other blu-rays i think I, I think i have a dvd and two other blu-rays of that so i kind of feel like i've i've got a lot of halloween too at at my disposal but i have a very old like original like when dvds just came out a special edition of halloween one so it's about time to upgrade on that one and then halloween three has always been kind of discarded so um i thought oh sure i'll dive in there but the the I, I got to ask a question, and this is to us as well as our our viewership. When you are the people watching at... this, podcast. yeah. <laughs> Thank, you, <Shit>. <laughs> Thank you, viewers. Thank you, viewers. 
and you for listening with your ears and, and eyes. Thank you for watching us with your ears. <laughs> there it is. Our list, yeah. <laughs> Not what I said. Um, you're spending a lot on these remasters. Is it Shout Factory that's putting those out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so Shout Factory has done these beautiful remasters. They've got um, custom artwork that they've put together. Um, so you're gonna you're 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 committing saying I'm gonna spend way more money than I probably should on these because I'm that much of a fan and I am rabid for whatever extras that they're gonna give me. Right. But who's buying Halloween Five? I mean, I was really? about to say, Mark. I was I was and actually why, about to why, say. Why did we stop at Halloween Five? What H two O gets no love? Like the the only true series is up to Halloween Five. I I and well, if that even, could be a rights issue. That could be they couldn't. They may not have all the. rights. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear your legal mumbo jumbo. Mm, I, I know. know <laughs> I, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm yes. Sorry. <laughs> so you're right. Are we answers? <laughs> you can't so, be furious. <laughs> <laughs> because if what let's take the rights out of it which is horseshit yeah total bullshit legal total bullshit. bullshit yeah legal you know, ownership uh, eat me give me a break <laughs> are we saying that four and five because just by the nature of them being coming out in the late 80s have matured like a fine wine and they're good now so if I wait ten more years, are you going to tell me that that uh, that uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween Two are now really good, and so I should fork down forty bucks for a four K remaster of both of those movies, or is there some other reason why we're just going to let H two O and Halloween Resurrection, which you know deserves more respect? It was bringing back Rick Rosenthal, who we all loved Ugh. from Halloween oh, 2. It had Busta Rhymes in it, people. I mean, what? why wasn't what? he in more of these movies to begin mm-hmm. with? And Tyra Banks. What a, what a, what I mean, a this, hill to die on, Mark. What a hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> this, it was, it, 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 it was so topical at the time because, you know, it was uh, like a real world scenario. The, They're the, all in a house. This is our t-shirt. Together. Bring Busta Rhymes back to the Halloween franchise. <laughs> yeah, bring Busta Yes, back. exactly. Exactly. And Tyra Banks, for that matter. Why are, <laughs> why are we not getting, giving more love to that? The star power alone deserves recognition. And I can't imagine that there's that much, that it's that one. I love the two of them individually. I love them both together. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I love them in that particular film. Are there other films you could love them in? I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying I would love them. I would love them in other films. They would, if they would want to come back to the franchise, I could love them in a different Halloween film. Got it. I'm not, I'm not with Mark on Halloween resurrection, but I appreciate another question here. I think you're almost answering your own question. By the way, Halloween Resurrection, 2002. Just to go back to our early, yeah. earlier oh, discussion of a uh, No, we're going right back to... to okay, yeah, that's what you absolutely. meant earlier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's what... Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's Remember at the beginning when I brought up that... Talk about okay. movies okay. of the 2000s. Well, I didn't, I didn't understand exactly what you meant. Now I get it. So then I, I, I another question. Of all <laughs> the movies in the Halloween franchise, which one have you watched the least? Mm, interesting for me probably halloween resurrection i think i've only seen it one time it's yeah like approximately i would actually would have to say time. that too yeah i would and have I to never yeah. did it. I, i've no, I i've watched it i think i saw it in the theater and i was like yeah. never again on that one yeah. so i don't think i until now now i'm kind of like <laughs> i don't know i want to give it a chance <laughs> to your point though mark we are at a we are at this stage and and we seem to be doing this a lot with like a lot of the releases on physical releases and some of the movies coming up we're doing we always do these reassessments and right now there's a lot of like 90s movies getting reassessed there's a mm-hmm. lot of movies like i just went and watched resident evil again we yeah. watched resident evil again and just like to re we remember <laughs> we to reassess it and i'm like okay they're they're better than i remember them but they're still not great but I think there is a lot of like reassessment that goes on where people are like, let's, well, let's give this another chance. I don't think there's anything wrong with that on its face. I was going to say, Mark, about it, that 
I also picked up the first Halloween and the second, and I'm in the same boat with you on the first Halloween. I have one that's a digipack. My my copy yeah, of Halloween yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is a DVD digipack. I definitely have a couple other copies of Halloween 2, one of which I got simply to get like that um, Terror in the Isles. Yep, um, yep. That I got I just to get that, that documentary. So I haven't gone for the third because I got Halloween 3 recently through Shout Factory. I feel like... Yeah. I, no, I, I have that too. And I bought it again just because... I And this is I just know. because I have... I have a strange love for Halloween three. I admit it's not very good and it's on, it's kind of boring, but I do own the replica of the mask, the Hallow- the, the pumpkin sure. mask. Sure. Um, I do think it's one of John Carpenter's best soundtracks. Um, yep. So With the fog. I, and, and the fog, uh, but I, I, there's something about it that I love. So if there's even, a little bit extra that I can learn from the next sure, version, some sure. little extra interview or some little nugget that I don't already know. I'm willing to invest just for that. Yeah. I feel like with the third one, I will eventually break down. But what I was going to say is like, I'll eventually break down and get the third one. When I will eventually break down and get four and five, I don't know, but I feel like it will eventually happen. And it will be one of these, reassessment periods because i own halloween four and five on a dvd probably with both of them on it i think it might be one where they're both i do too i can understand four because four came out obviously quite a bit later after three and you had someone of a different generation of viewers who didn't who weren't there for the first three and four was like their first foray into seeing it in the theaters even though i didn't see in the theaters in fact four was my first opportunity to see a Halloween movie in the theaters, but sure. I had already been so heavily invested in the first three that it, it, it I, I came in with a skept, a bit of a skeptical eye, even at that. So I can understand the nostalgia of that. The version of Halloween two that you and I watched a whole lot, Mark, I think was like one off of TV. Was like yeah, the was TV, the TV version, version with the extra that scenes has, and stuff. Yeah. That's when they try to weave in the sister thing a lot more into, yeah, into that exactly. one. And they also have the, uh, that's why that's all like ingrained flashback. in my head. Yeah. That's why it's all ingrained in my head. And so when like the new Halloweens are like, yep, Halloween two never happened. I'm like, no, screw you. That happened for me because I saw that. We saw that that TV version like a thousand times. Yeah. And so and I'm I, like, and that's no, why no, that's I have canon not, to me. That's canon to me. Sorry. That's why I've not seen the latest Halloween. Because oh, they really? ignored okay. two. Yeah. I was like, I can't. You can't tell me that we're going to say. This is the one that comes. This is actually two. I, I'm not. There is a two, and I love it. And you, if you're going to tell me that three never happened, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers anyway, and you're going to make it after the the hospital thing happened, okay, I'm interested. But at the same time, I'm so I'm so easy. I'm so quick to throw away four and be like, ah, I don't. You can ignore four and five for that matter, but. Two, I don't know. I just loved it so much. It still doesn't answer my question. Why stop at five? And also, if you're doing the 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 market research, are there a lot of people that are going to buy five? I mean, if I'm Shout Factory and I'm going to invest in getting these people together, paying them to do interviews or director's commentary, doing the remaster, getting all the packaging, all that stuff, you would have to know that there is a at least a reasonably sized audience that is going to fork down the cash for this. And I just don't, I don't know who that audience is, to be honest. Because I've never well, met the a thing. single would, person I, that was like, five is actually one of my favorites. I do think there's an element of like re-examination that we're talking about that I think will happen for four and five. But my guess would be, uh, I know the Akkads probably have a stake on almost all of the sequels to some degree but they did deal with different studios so i'm not sure which studio they had for each one but my guess would be that when they were like we want to do some really like h we want to do like uhd discs for the first couple halloweens they're like we will give you the halloweens but you have to do all five halloweens like whatever what they paid for was like all this and i and i reference this because there's that kino lorber um tweet that went around what they were like where somebody was like um 
oh, Sleepaway Camp 3. And they were like, I yeah, see yeah, you just kind yeah. of made another deal with MGM. Are you going to release that? And they were like, we would never release that terrible sequel. Some other person was like, well, you released It's Pat on Blu-ray. So I guess like that's cool, <laughs> but this one isn't. And they were like, hey, we got It's Pat in a package with a bunch of other movies. Yeah. It was basically like release all these movies, including the ones you want or you don't get any of them. And so we had to do that. But it was also the first time it was ever on Blu-ray. So there's that. So what they are going to do is they're going to have the exclusivity of being the first one to UHD. And I would I would wonder if they were given like, OK, you can go up to five. And the gamble is, well, I, probably people have not seen four or five in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go, I'm going to do it. I got the other. I know I love the other Halloween. So let me just get four and five. Mm-hmm. Four is not. I, I have watched it in the past few years. It's not great. It's not that bad. And it's not as bad as five. So no, but five is real bad. Uh, So I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but even with a package, I, I would be, I would be, if I was them, I'd be like, yeah, I got five basically for free, but do I, do I spend the money? Cause how much am I going to get back on that? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm with you. And I do think like there, I'm sure that was a calculation for them too. Like I said, though, I'm also now counting down to when I eventually just go, well, I'm just going to get four and five. So I can just have these ones and, and, you know, shot factory four and four. Looking at you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for resurrection and H2O. Come on, let's get on it. I'm waiting for it. I also (laughs) think you, you talk about the movies you haven't seen the the, the, the least. I do think for me, like I definitely saw resurrection the least, but I've also, I don't think I've seen six enough. I don't think six is as bad as like really four and five. And maybe memory is just not serving me correctly. But I do wonder why I I was a little disappointed that they didn't go one through six at the very least. Yeah. Because I know like when you do H2O and you do Resurrection, now you're dealing with, I believe those were released by Miramax. Because I know I saw those in the theater. And I think those were like, or Dimension, you know um dimension yeah yep. uh, they were films, dimension basically. and Miramax. So, yeah yeah so so now you're dealing with those are going to be owned by different people so it's going to be harder to get to those you're not gonna be able to do those if you're doing the first few halloweens you're not gonna be able to get all that far but um i'm wondering about six like who owns six because it would have been cool to also have six in the mix yeah. and also get like a really nice copy of like the producer's cut where they throw in a lot more of the a weird occult stuff that they were they were. I would suspect that, that Paul Rudd owns all the copies and he's hiding <laughs> right. them in the basement. Right. <laughs> right, he he has totally purchased all of those. That's how he still looks young. That's right. He keeps all those <laughs> copies of Halloween in his basement. And he just looks young forever. <laughs> That's what keeps it um, keeps him going. Um, but yeah, I would like to see. Uh, I would I would have liked to have seen six come out as well. That would have been nice. Um. I just wanted to say, though, Mark, what's interesting to me when the, the the most recent Halloween came out is a lot of people really did like it. And I thought it was I honestly thought it was fine. Yeah. But what I thought was actually interesting was that. Because I did watch H2O uh, probably four or five years ago and gave that a rewatch back then. And watching the new one, I was like, this is H2O like, OK, she's doesn't work at a school. You know, they're not in, yeah. you know, but she's again, like, okay, she's back. She's mm-hmm. still obsessed with Michael Myers. She still feels like Michael yeah. Myers is going to get him. Yeah. She's still like a gun toting badass. I'm like this. She did this already. Like this happened. So to me, it was also like, you're rebooting this, but and ignoring part two, which I think is kind of an F you to people that have loved these movies from the beginning. But, um, which I know you also would also maybe you do just to get John Carpenter on board because John, I know John Carpenter is not a big fan of two. And, and, and um, LO Cool J, right? LO Cool J is an H2O. So why didn't you put him in the new movies? Yeah, exactly. You got to get LO Cool J. The ladies love him. Why is he not in it? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, you know, we <laughs> there's a lot of people we need to get back in this franchise that I think have not been given their due, uh, quite frankly. Um, I mean, can you imagine a Halloween movie with Buster Rhymes and LL Cool J? I don't. God, maybe the world's not ready, Tyra but Banks? I'm ready. And Tyra, I'm re- and Tyra oh. Banks. I'm ready for awesome. it. I'm ready. I'm for ready that. for that. That would. I, I'm. I. I will buy that ticket now. So yeah, 
I'm go ready. make it. I'm gonna ready to pre-order it, but I, I think we have to have two more Halloween movies. So yeah, I didn't. I, the only thing about it was like I didn't see a lot of that takes. Maybe I just didn't see it, but I didn't see a lot of takes of people saying, "Yeah, this is essentially H2O." I think people were just so happy to have like a capably made Halloween movie that they were just kind of willing to overlook a lot of things. And I, you know, I think it's a fine Halloween movie, but it's just kind of like another Halloween movie that is kind of H2O again. And mm-hmm. it made me think, you know what? H2O, when I watched it a few years ago, not that bad. Wasn't that bad. It's mm-hmm. not great, but it's not bad. I don't know, Mark. Maybe that would change your 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 idea. Maybe. Anyway. All right. Well, that's it for this uh, bonus episode of the New World Pictures podcast. That's what we have been watching lately. What have you been watching? Let us know at info at newworldpodcast.com. You can also write us on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you've been watching. What should we be watching? What should we be talking about in a future episode? And what Halloween sequel have you watched the least? Let us know. Let us know if you bought those Halloweens. We want to make sure that Shout Factory's Shout Factory's making their money. We want to make sure. Now, if Shout if Shout Factory is going to send me four and five, I'm not going to say no. Like <laughs> no, just no. We will absolutely. We will we will dedicate an episode apiece to those movies if yeah. they want to send them to us. Um, but they know we will probably eventually break down and just buy them. But but if they want to send it to us, that would be great. That would make it happen a lot sooner. Um, All right. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time on the New World Pictures podcast. Bye, everybody. One of the things I've discovered is that there are many different ways to write a song. And the most unusual way came to me when I was in Europe about four or five years ago. I was trying to write a sports theme and I did not have a piano in the hotel where I was staying. So um, I did probably what many of you have done faced with a similar situation. I called my answering machine at home and I I left a message for myself. And... um, Although that sounds goofy, what happened was that theme that I sang into the machine is the theme that they play every time the Chicago Bulls crush another basketball team.